Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live today on Thursday. Man, this week has flown by. It does not feel like we have done three shows already this week. It does not feel like we only have two shows left to do this week. This week has absolutely, positively flown by. And by the time we get to this time next week, we'll be into August. School will be back in session. And it is a... Full steam ahead, fight to the finish. You know, down the stretch we come before we start football and get rocking and rolling. So we're super excited about that. Here in Play by Play, we've got a fun show today. Um, but before we give you a rundown of the guest on the show today, let's thank our sponsors the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge, and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder, join us on Saturdays for the Sports Corner at 10 o'clock, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. Sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. So that will be the Sports Corner. We always have a great time on Saturday mornings. And even that show, man, we're about ready to rev that back up. The fall means we bring back our pick'em game, which means that we have a whole lot of fun, you know, picking all the college and pro games and everything of the sort. It's a great, great time of the year that's coming up. We've just got about another month or so to endure. Um, today's show here on Play by Play, we've got Brody Williams of South Lafouche High School Basketball who will be joining us in 10 minutes or so to talk about things happening in Tarpon Land, we're going to maybe be a little bit light on the basketball with Brody. We may focus a little more heavily on the football side of things. Brody is the offensive line coach for Tarpon's offensive line unit that is trying to, you know, pave some ways and block some holes and, you know, open up some holes for a young crew, but a crew that's got high hopes for the upcoming year. Then at noon, we've got CCA baseball coach Joe Tutal who will be on the line. The Hogs just finished up yesterday, late last night. Finished up their summer season. One of the teams out at the World Series took it home. Another finished runner-up. We'll ask Coach Joe about how the summer went. I know he's got to be awfully proud and awfully excited of how his boys competed. Then at 12-15, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Remember yesterday, I did a little rant. You know, oh, man, you know, if you don't want to, I mean, if you want to sit in the stands and complain about the officials, then, you know, sign up and make a difference. We're going to go to a local official. Kevin Claymaw has been a white hat official in our area on the football scene forever and ever. We'll ask him about the challenges of being a referee and some of the things that he and others are hoping to see in terms of getting you know more people involved and whatever it may be. Kevin's a really good dude. We're going to have him on, and we're looking forward to chatting with him at 1215. Then at 1230, we'll get to our headlines. The bottom of the show, we'll get to our betting picks, but... Let's have a little bit of fun here because it's Thursday. It means it's a Rushmore Thursday, which means the next school on our list is South Terrebonne. Last week we did Terrebonne High School, and we crowned Wally Whitehurst, Justin Williams, Sierra Lyons, and Mason Smith as the Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore. Today 
we go to South Terrebonne and we open up the list with one Mr. Troy Johnson. Troy Johnson, a great, great athlete in our area, was an NFL wide receiver for several seasons with the St. Louis Cardinals, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, with the Detroit Lions. But first, before all of that, he was a dominant player at South Terrebonne. Excellent, excellent student athlete there. Played college football for Southeastern and Southern. Parlayed that into an NFL career and then also a career in the USFL. Also played briefly in the Arena Football League as well. Troy Johnson uh, was a six foot one inch, one hundred eighty pound receiver, speed threat, could go over the middle, could get, you know beat you deep. In his NFL career, he had forty one receptions for seven hundred and seventy seven yards, two touchdowns. His best NFL season came in nineteen eighty seven. With the St. Louis Cardinals, he had 15 grabs for 308 yards and two scores. And was also, um, did a little bit in the return game as well at the NFL level. So Troy Johnson, great NFL guy, still in our area. From what I understand, a really good man. Uh, Troy Johnson earns his place on the South Terrebonne, Mount Rushmore. The next guy that we induct onto the list is a guy that is a little bit younger. A guy that... um, had some cups of teas in the professional game and a guy that um, was absolutely incredible when he was at the high school level. We're going to Philip Livis here for the second piece of the South Terrebonne Mount Rushmore. Um, played for four seasons at South Terrebonne. Uh, started as a safety in his freshman year. Moved to running back for the remaining three years of high school and also made plays in special teams. He was a multi-time all-district player. Was a a uh, multi-time All-State player, was the District 6-5A Offensive Player of the Year for both his junior and senior seasons. Um, he was exceptional. <laughs> he was exceptional, and he was also a multi-sport guy, helped out in basketball and track and field and whatever it may be. The thing that maybe stopped Livis from being like this big four- and five-star, was he ended up being a three-star recruit. But the thing that stopped him from being like this big blue chip prospect was the fact that he was only 5'7 and only 179 pounds. If Livis would have been 5'11, 210, like he would have been recruited by some of the top schools in the country. He would have been recruited by the LSUs and the Alabamas and the Auburns. Instead, he had to go to Louisiana Tech, where all he did there at Louisiana Tech was have a wonderful career. Um, He was an excellent player over at the collegiate ranks for Louisiana Tech, again, in multiple phases, Um, making an impact in uh, special teams, making an impact running the ball, slot receiver, and all of that parlayed into the opportunity to play in the NFL. He signed as an undrafted free agent with the Miami Dolphins in 2011, had some cups of teas with them, also had some cups of teas at the um, the professional ranks with the uh, Canadian Football League, Omaha Nighthawks, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Edmonton Eskimos, amongst other teams that he has played for at the collegiate ranks before getting to the professional ranks. Um, Philip Livis, I almost called him Elijah McGuire. Philip Livis was a two-time first-team all-wax selection, a one-time second-team all-wax selection, and he tied the NCAA record for the most career touchdown returns in special teams with eight. He was the Independence Bowl MVP in 2008. So Philip Livis making an impact there. Um, still out in the area now, you know, does a little coaching and everything, helps out with the youth. Philip Livis was an incredible high school talent who parlayed that into a professional talent 
and he gets the second spot on the South Terrible uh, Mount Rushmore. The third one is going to go to Mr. Clarence Verdan, who's 59 years old, still living in our area. He was like the original Philip Livish, right? Guy in our area that won a Super Bowl championship. How many people in our area could say that? I could only think of a few. Um, played in the NFL, or played professionally, rather, from 1984 to 1996. Had a long professional career. Played for the Washington then Redskins. Played for the Indianapolis Colts, the Atlanta Falcons. And then also played for the BC Lions. He enjoyed a five-year stint with the Indianapolis Colts from 88 to 93. Clarence Verdant had a long NFL career and a very prosperous and successful NFL career. He was, uh, let's see, let me tell you the numbers here. If the computer will cooperate. Um, well, our Wi-Fi is giving us issues. There we go. In 118 games played, he had 82 receptions, 1,329 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. But his biggest impact was made in the return game where he had 6,580 return yards, made two Pro Bowls as a return man in 1990 and 1992, was a Super Bowl champion with the Washington uh, then Redskins in the 80s. So Clarence Verdant is the member of the Mount Rushmore for South Terrebonne. Again, another guy like Livas. Like I said, he was the original Livas, 5'8", 160. If he would have been 6'1", you know, 200, you're looking at a guy who's probably a multi-time All-Pro, but because he was, you know, not the biggest, not the tallest, whatever it may be, uh, he was a return guy, kind of a you know, scat back slot guy type guy. And you know, all of these guys, Livas included, Verdant included, they were born maybe a generation too soon because now these small guys in the NFL actually have a spot. Like how many teams have that little? You know, 5'9", little spark plug, that Darren Sproles type. A lot of teams use those types of players. That was frowned upon back in the day in the NFL. So if these guys are having this impact then, man, what could they have done now? Clarence Verdon was a wonderful, wonderful South Terrebonne student athlete who parlayed that into some professional success. Uh, success. So kudos to him. He earns our third spot on the South Terrebonne Mount Rushmore. And then rounding it all out. The guy who made all of this uh, or coached all of these guys, and I hate that, that this was such a football-heavy one, but South Terrebonne's tradition was so very much so football-heavy. It's Richard Curlin. Richard Curlin was the head football coach at South Terrebonne for decades and had tons and tons of success, won a state championship there, coached thousands of student-athletes, and we could talk about, oh, the Troy Johnsons and the Livases and the Verdons, but how many... Um, future teachers did he coach how many future you know electricians did he coach how many future whatever you know just people that went on and became productive citizens how many of those people did he coach throughout the course of his career and how many of those lives did he impact positively throughout the course of his career and more important than that Richard Curlin is just a really really good man every time you speak to him he's very pleasant he's always been very open with his answers you can tell sometimes he doesn't care so much for answering questions from the media, but he's always willing to give his thoughts and his perspective. He was always a good interview, and he's missed, man. I, I know that I don't know how much he actually misses the game, but he's missed. You know, I, I certainly look forward to seeing him sometime soon, maybe at one of the stadiums or whatever it may be. But Richard Curlin was there for a long time, had a historic career, a, a Hall of Fame career. 
I don't mean to speak for Stan and the crew over at Terrebonne General, but Richard Curlin someday and probably someday soon is going to be in the Athletic Hall of Fame out there or the Bayou Sports Hall of Fame out there because he just had an amazing, amazing ride out in Berg. So Troy Johnson, Philip Livas, Clarence Verdan, Richard Curlin. That's your South Terrebonne, Mount Rushmore. We've got another school down. We'll get another school to you next Thursday. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brody Williams of South Lafouche High School. He's the boys' basketball coach out there. We'll ask you guys, or we'll ask uh, Coach Brody, the questions that you guys are talking about, which is, you know, how's basketball going, but also how's the Tarpon football program going with the start of camp coming next week. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. What does the WeatherBug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their Thursday, having a wonderful day. The weekend is right around the corner, y'all, but we've got a little bit of business to take care of first, and we start by going to the phone lines with Brody Williams, South Lafouche High School boys basketball coach and offensive line coach. Brody, what's going on, brother? Good morning. Morning, Casey. Doing well. How about y'all? We're doing great, man. Look, let's let's talk a little bit of basketball here, but I know a lot of folks are wanting to hear about football because that's the next season up, so Basketball-wise, I know that the summer was good. What all have you been doing in recent weeks is kind of lifting weights and keeping the guys in shape a little bit? Yeah, going into the school year, uh, we really don't do much in the month of July because you know, a lot of kids are dual sport athletes. A lot of them play football. or you know, So, really, it's, it's kind of some of them do extra extra stuff. Like some of them might play AAU ball, summer ball. Uh, 
Some of them go, you know, work out on their own. Some of them come to school and work out. So it's kind of up to them. We do most of our stuff in June. Um, but, yeah, I mean, keeping up with them. We, this weekend we coming up, we, uh, as a team, we're going to work the, the Eric Thibodeau, the second annual Eric Thibodeau tournament in Thibodeau at um, uh, the Nichols Rec Center. So I'm looking forward to that, getting the guys, paying respect to a former player and someone that I had the pleasure to coach. And I think it's a good cause. It's for a scholarship that, you know, Mr. David Bay and his, his family give away to a South LaFouche student. So um, that's like the only thing really left that we got this summer before school starts that we're doing as a team. And uh, then we'll reevaluate, and whenever the school year comes around, we'll we'll get the players together, especially in October, and we'll start uh, start practicing. I know Brian made a lot of the schedule before, like all the way stepping away, and then you kind of had to fill in some of the holes and some of the gaps. Is your schedule all the way made, or are there still a couple of spots to fill? There's a couple spots to fill. We don't we don't necessarily have to fill them, but most of the the main pretty much all of the main spots that we needed to fill. Because we went from two rounds of district to one round of district. Um, but all those spots we, we filled in January. I think there's one more date we could fill in December. It would be like two days before Christmas. So you could fill that one, but it would be like one day after a previously scheduled game or or two days after a previously scheduled game. So uh, And then there's one more game in February before the last week of the season. That you could schedule, and that's that's pretty much it. All the January dates are taken care of, so we may fail them if we can find somebody. If not, it's not a uh, it's not a major blow. And um, I mean, I might see if somebody would would want to play, but we don't necessarily have to. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good spot to be in, bro. Uh, so let, let's talk about this. Um, Chandler comes on, and you know, on Fridays, and and he says, uh, you know, hey man, like I, I may alter the start date to my season because I'm going to be without Jacob Curiel and Hayden, but he's expecting you guys to, you know, you know, make the playoffs or whatever it may be, and may, maybe baseball will get the guys back a little bit later. Do you alter the start date to your season, or is that something you're going to do in in future years, knowing that, hey, you know, we think football might have a chance to pre- be pretty damn good. We don't want to be playing, you know, weeks without. You know, those guys, and also knowing that, oh, yeah, you're going to be with football. Like, I'm sure you guys are going to be a crew that's going to be looking in future years to start maybe a little later than normal. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of on a year-to-year thing. I know it. Um, even the past years I, I've coached with Coach Colley, you know, we didn't really start till December. Even though we'd have the, the football guys for a few weeks, you, you're really it's tough because you only have them for maybe a couple weeks and you got to play the first game. So if you play, like, you know, when you can start playing or in, like, mid-November, so we always waited till December. Now this year, we are playing in the Thibodeau tournament, which is at the end of November. And you know, as the first year guy, I was like, "Yeah, let's go play the Thibodeau tournament." I might totally regret it, or it might, we might benefit from it. Uh, I, I don't know. It just we haven't played it in the last few years because, like I said, it's kind of hard to get the team ready when the football guys come. And you only have a couple weeks and and, and things of that nature. But uh, yeah. It, it, but for certain, if, if we ever have a, a you know if we ever get the thing rolling with football and we consistently you know second round third round playoff team, that's definitely something we're gonna have to look at as pushing back the start date. But as of now this year, uh, we we starting relatively early, end of November, which is the earliest we've started in a while, in a few years at least. So hopefully it works out for us. If not, we'll reevaluate for the next year. 
Yes, sir. So let's talk some football, bro. You're the offensive line coach out there coaching up a position that's maybe the most important on the field, man. Um, talk about how those guys have progressed. And the last time we had you on, you said, hey, they're hitting the sleds. They're learning to be mean, all that good stuff. Has that momentum continued forward? Absolutely. I think the, all of our numbers in the weight room have gone up. Uh, I'm pretty sure every – I'm not going to say everybody, but I, I would be willing to bet 95% of our team has increased in all their maxes, bench press, squat. Uh, you know, you're not going to jump up 100 pounds, but they've all had some significant games. Some people had more than others. But up front, um, uh, you know, everybody increased in their, in their max outs. Everybody's increasing their party time. So that's just some physical attributes. And on the mental side of things, uh, I think they're starting to understand that, you know, we, we as coaches, we're not going to relent unless you give us your best. You know, and I might not go out there and scream my head off the whole time, but I'm going to constantly harp on them giving the best effort, best attitude, you know, being nasty, getting down in the trenches, you know, and there's different ways to get that out of some kids. Some kids, you know, you got to get on them and be loud and rough them up. Some kids, you need to pull them to the side and say, look, this is what I'm seeing right now. This is what I want to see. Fix it. You know, some you got to talk to more. You know, not every kid's one cookie-cutter mold. So I think for what we've been doing in the summer, they're starting to get it. They're starting to gel as a unit. Uh, and I think we we on a good pace to start the season and hopefully – I think the scrimmage is, what, three weeks away? Hopefully when we come scrimmage time, we'll be happy with the results and we'll just keep growing from there. So we often hear, you know, BJ come on or other people who, you know, know the game really well, like Coach Rod says this all the time, about how the offense that you guys are running is a very complicated offense for the high school level, but that BJ simplifies it well enough that the kids can learn it and everything of that sort. So we know that about the receivers and the running backs and the quarterbacks and all the reads and all the decisions they have to make. Is it like that also for the linemen, or is it a little bit more simplified for the big guys up front? No, for the big guys up front, the, the first year we, we ran it, it was simple, but like to a coach that does football every day. But when we realized that, it really wasn't as simple as we could have it for the kids. You know, Because if you have them thinking, they're playing slow. And we wanted them to be able to play to play super fast. In the beginning, it is, it is a little bit rough, especially kids that never did zone schemes. Um, which we run a lot of zone schemes, and it, it, it takes about a year to get used to because it, it's simple in theory, but it's hard to master. And like all the techniques, and you know, if I got this guy on me, but answer your question, it's we have simplified it rule wise so that we could spend more time coaching the technique and not just coaching them, okay, well, you got to go here. They kind of all that's pretty easy, that's the easy stuff. The hard part is, is perfecting your craft, perfecting the technique. And that's what we spend the majority of our time on. We, we don't, we rarely get mental buffs because we made it so easy. Like a lot of people don't know this, but we don't, we have one pass protection, you know? Now it might look like different pass protections, but based on the rules or based on what we call it, it's one pass protection for the, for the guys up front. But it can morph based on the front and based on their keys, it can morph into three or four different pass protections, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot like it's a lot like the receivers. Like they have a certain route combination, but it can morph into something else. So it's really one play for us, but for the defense, it might look like three or four plays. Yeah. No, I totally understand that. Good answer. Um, 
So, look, we've had Bryce on a couple of times, and we had BJ on yesterday, and they both said, hey, man, I think the strength of our whole team is going to be our defensive front. And, you know, they're they're just applauding and, and talking so highly of the, the chaos and the disruption that those guys will be able to hopefully cause this upcoming year. In spring, your guys had to go up against those guys every day in practice. And in, in camp coming up, your guys are going to have to go up against those guys. What have you been seeing, man? Is that defensive line group pretty nasty? They 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 not only nasty but you know they they young they're coachable they're hungry they're they're big we got some size you know um, they're some of the strongest guys in the weight room like when you go you know when you look in the weight room the guys kind of they group themselves together with people of their cal you know their own strength level and the strongest group is a group of D linemen you know in in the weight room and you know they 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 always work hard you know coach. Coach Gidry really instilled in them to be like the hardest workers, and they're always the first in the weight room, and they're always getting after it, and they kind of set the tone in the weight room a lot of times. And I think as the offensive line coach, I, I like that because if we can if we can block and practice against you know our best unit and go against some pretty good talent and some strong guys, it's only going to make us better going against other teams. So. Absolutely, I think the strong point of our team is going to be the defensive line, and and I'm 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 really excited to see um, how it progresses, not only them, but how it gets our offensive line better too. Yeah, no doubt about that, brother. Look, you guys are in a position where offensively, it's a whole bunch of new faces, man. The receiving crew is pretty much all new. Uh, running back, you know, it's, it's pretty much all new. New quarterback, whatever it may be. But every time we have BJ on, like he's excited. Like he said, I hey, I got some quarterbacks who could play. You know, I got some receivers who I think could really play. Like there's this optimism, even despite all the departures, that you guys are gonna still be able to put some points on the board, brother. I know he was super excited with how seven on seven went. Tell us about that, man. Is this still gonna be a pretty solid little offense? Oh, I, I think we're gonna put some points on the board. I think we're gonna, you know, have some excitement. The key is we're gonna have to because we we the whole pretty much the whole offensive line's getting replaced. We're going to have to, and then this is where, you know, coaching comes in and, and, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to get the job done and to get the guys ready. Uh, we're going to have to protect. We're going to have to pass protect. We're going to have to be able to run the ball when needed. We are more in high school level, more of a pass-happy offense. And when you are, and if you're successful at it, you can score a lot of points. But on the flip side of that, you have to uh, be able to run the ball. If you can't run the ball at all, I think it's going to be very hard to win. So I'll put a lot of pressure on myself in the next coming weeks to, to get the guys ready uh, when we do need to run the ball or we do need to hold it and burn some clock against a, a talented offensive team that we can do so. And and I think if we protect, I mean, our quarterbacks are very – got two really talented quarterbacks. Um, if we protect them, I think the sky is the limit for, for offensive production-wise. Getting the chance to play in the Dome, I know that's something everybody's fired up about, bro. I'm fired up about it. I know the kids and the coaches and everything are as well. What were your thoughts as BJ was breaking that news to you all? Uh, I was. My thoughts were I'm going to have to uh, – I'm. you know, we always tell the kids to focus up. I'm going to have to focus up. <laughs> Being in front of the line, I'm going to be looking all over. I'm going to be like a kid in a candy store. But I'm going to have to try to hold it together and because I'm going to have to get – I'm sure I'm going to have to get them to hold it together and not have the jitters just – Playing where the Saints play, you know, as a kid, it's really a dream come true. So I'm so I'm so happy for the for the kids, and I wish I would ever had the chance to play in the dome. Um, I mean, as a coach, getting to go there and just stand on the sideline and see the excitement on the kids' faces, I think it's going to be a a great experience for 
for the whole team. No doubt about it, brother. Look, we thank you so much for the time, man. We'll chat again soon, okay, bro? Appreciate it, Casey. Thank you all. Yep, that is Coach Brody Williams with South Lafouche High School doing a wonderful job. He's got a big task on his hands, man. Look, offensive line, we talk about the coordinators a lot in football, and with good reason. You know, that that's a very important, critical position. Offensive line coach is a very important position because if you don't have those guys ready to go and if you don't have them communicating well amongst one another and, you know, relaying and seeing the things that are happening before the snap because that's such an important position. You got to have an idea of what the defense is doing before the snap. Excuse me, goodness, fighting the, the allergies today on the air big time. If you don't have those guys doing those things, you're going to be in for it in the upcoming year. And I know that they've been working hard over the summer, and I know they got a new crew, but from what I understand, those boys are hungry and they're ready to roll, and we look very much forward to seeing how that's going to shake itself out. Let's catch a break here when we get back. It's the end of the summer officially for the Hogs, and we'll have Joe Tuton on to discuss all that. It is play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We thank Brody Williams for his time in the last segment of the show. Now we go to the phone lines again, and we have Joe Tuton on. Coach Joe, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, good, buddy. How about you guys? Good. Your uh, summer season concludes, I believe that was last night, actually. You guys bring one World Series title home, finishes the runners-up in the other. Um, 
No, you got to be awfully proud of both squads, man. Just came up a little bit short in that other game, but it's been one hell of a summer for the Hogs, man. Oh, listen, I mean, Casey, we talked about it earlier. Just look, uh, just a great group of kids. It's uh, just a really good way to finish. Uh, you know, one or two balls bounce the other way. Maybe we get two, but I mean, it's baseball. That's why you play it. And uh, you know, just pretty proud of the organization. Proud of our guys. I mean, I thought we uh, we showed up when it was time to show up, and. Uh, Guys did what they needed to do, and I think we got some kids that should really excel in high school next year and some guys off the older team that I think can really excel in college. So uh, looking forward to seeing what these guys do next year in their college and prep seasons. Baseball is obviously a team game, but within the team the team game are great individuals. And, man, you guys had some wonderful individual performances. Every time I was opening up Facebook, I was saying, oh, well, congratulations to this guy working four shutout innings or this guy for going two for four with a double or whatever it may be. Your kids shined bright, man. You had some kids who really stepped up and had a wonderful summer. Oh, listen, no doubt, man. I, and I mean, Casey, you know, on the older guys, that's why they go into college. On the younger guys, uh, I mean, that that's kind of why a couple of these kids are all state. I mean, these guys showed up when it when it was time to show up. And I mean, what else can you ask for? I mean, just look, just an honor to coach these guys. I, I mean, we've said it before and say it again. And I mean, it's just uh, another good summer. I mean, it's kind of ex- expected year in and year out. So. Uh, we were just very happy with the outcome. So let's talk about the ball game last night where you guys come up a little bit on the short end of things. Man, I know you're awfully proud like we've been talking about, but on the flip side to that, as a coach, I know it's still burning at you a little bit that you guys couldn't get it done. What happened out there? Was it just you know kind of one of those days? Well, you know, I think, honestly, Casey, the uh, you know, you know, pitching was on short rest yesterday, you know, and uh, – and and they came up and they got you know they got four on us kind of quick and then you know Connor Mathern hit a three run homer puts us right back in the game. Uh, we had some situations late in the game. I think that uh, if we could have got one or two clutch hits and uh, you know we hit a couple balls to right center field. The guys make one guy makes a diving catch, runs the ball down on the warning track. Uh, Luke Lee Red hits a ball to left field uh, with the bases loaded and the guy catches it on the wall. You know two feet here or there. I mean, maybe a different game. Uh, you know, no excuses. We just tip our hats. Uh, you know, they were a better team yesterday. I mean, even though sometimes uh, the better team shouldn't win, they were better yesterday. And uh, it's baseball. I mean, it's uh, it's disappointing. Uh, but, I mean, only one team can win. And, you know, hopefully we can learn a little bit from that game. And, and that will help our players, you know, in their future endures. On the flip side to that, the, the younger group, they do bring it home, man. I, I don't believe that you were out there with them as I think you were out in Tennessee with the older group, but watching the games back on the computer or whatever it may be, what did you see from that crew that won the championship? Well, I'm going to tell you, pretty much, uh, you know, what I see that won the championship is basically our guys played really, really well. Uh, we pitched well. We had really timely hitting. And listen, Coach Tristan Rogers and Coach Cody Dufran, you know, who got former guys who were former players in this organization who put their heart and soul into this. Tristan's been with me 13 years now. It came down to, guess what, as a coach and a manager, those guys made adjustments when needed to be made. And I think it came down to coaching. And, you know, and Coach Tristan and, and Coach Cody did what they needed to do and put our players in the right position to win the game. And at the end of the day, I mean, I think coaching's still involved in, in every baseball game. And, I think it came down to what our guys did, and I thought Coach Tristan and Coach Cody did what they needed to do, put our players in the right situation. I mean, in the last game, uh, they had runners on second and third, and, 
you know, it would seem like crazy. We're up three to two, and we intentionally walked their best hitter. Uh, and I think Coach T knew what he was doing. We didn't want to let the best guy beat us. And uh, bases are loaded with two outs, and uh, Ethan Level was able to throw a high fastball and a guy chase on three two, and for us to get the win. I mean, Jackson Martin was the Jackson Martin you saw at South Terrebonne kind of kept us in the game the whole time on the mound and Ethan was able to finish it up and uh I thought just a really good job of managing the team and the players you know by the coaching staff just putting guys in the right situation to succeed so I think it came down to pretty much that's kind of why that team went 28 and 1 this summer and uh I think all of the players were on the right track and the coaches were on the right track and everybody gelled pretty well and it was uh it was pretty exciting. Well listen, I think we expected to win, but uh, Sterlington High School uh you know Washington Christian West Monroe had a team in there the 17s and I don't have to tell you the type of players they sent out. I mean, they had a they had a UL commitment and a and a ULM commitment that pitched against them. So I thought our guys really responded to the challenge well. Very, very good. So, look, man, I, I know you like to stay on your toes and stay busy. What's next, dude? Like, do you just take a break for a couple weeks? Or, like, what's next baseball-wise for you? Because I know if you do take a break, it's not going to last for very long. We got a couple of weeks off. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to, you know, for Hogs baseball, we're going to try to have a uh, – We'll try to have an underclass team and an upper-class team for the fall and play in a couple of tournaments. Uh, you know, I mean, because they got some kids that are just baseball only, and it'll kind of keep them, you know, on their toes crisp until January starts with uh, with everyone's high school team. And, you know, on my side is, uh, you know, we go back to school next week. So, uh, you know, we'll take a couple of weeks before we start our off-season CCA baseball program for our guys who just play baseball and, We'll do our throwing program and kind of get guys, you know, accustomed to high school baseball. And it's kind of business as usual, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no doubt. So, look, man, the MLB trade deadline is next week. You are a Cardinals fan. The Cardinals are rumored to be in the running for Juan Soto, who's the big fish on the on the prowl. About over there in Washington, he's got two and a half years left on his contract. I'll put you on the spot. This time next week when we have you on, will Juan Soto be a Cardinal? Will he be for somebody else, or will he, will he still be a National? I don't think I don't think he'll be a cardinal. Listen, I mean, I don't think I don't think they're gonna pay that. I mean, I'm not saying that they won't. Uh I don't in my personal opinion at this time, I think he'll still be a national next year. I mean, you know, at this time next week. I, I tend to agree. And look, I don't understand, coach, what's the rush of like trying to get him out. I, I understand that they're frustrated because he turned down the fourteen years and the four hundred and fifty million dollars, but he got two and a half years. He's 23 years old and is an absolute stud. Like any of the prospects that you get back are going to be about the same age as Soto and they're not going to be as good as Soto. So I don't, I don't understand the rush in, ter- in terms of trying to get this done. Like they have a lot of time. I feel like, you know, maybe the season of his contract is whenever they, they would maybe need to make that move if they still haven't come to terms yet. Well, I, you know, I think truthfully, just like you said, Casey, with two and a half years, you got two, you got at least a solid two years to negotiate his contract on trades, which might be the best for the organization. Uh, I, I just don't see uh, these. You know, you saw it with the Pujols deal, and, and you know, we've seen it with the Mike Trout deal. These long-term contracts, you know, when guys get in their thirties, they get injury prone, and uh, I don't think you're going to see these ten-year contracts anymore. I'm thinking the most you might see is a six-year deal for these guys. I'm just. Uh, uh, you know, I think it, it's such a money to be investing, and uh, I mean, guys' bodies break down. It's nobody's fault. I mean, but look, I, Mike Trout hadn't played since the All Star game, yeah. And 
I think the GMs and, and, and the guys, you know, office-type guys in baseball are kind of, you know, looking at the numbers when it comes to this. So I'm not sure these big contracts are going to be as big as they were in the past on years-wise. So uh, I don't think the Nationals should be in a hurry. I think they uh, they better really, you know, sit down and make sure this is a, this is a plus-plus bone because you're, you're losing probably, if not the best player in baseball, a guy who's in the top three. So you need to get something back, you know, in his return. And I think that on the flip side to that, Coach, and, and I agree with what you're saying, is that you know if I were a team that were looking to trade for this guy, knowing that he just turned down 14 and $450 million, I'm thinking to myself, okay, do I really want to spend $550 million on somebody and give up my whole form system to do it? Like That's a really, really stiff price to pay, and there are only a handful of teams, Coach, that have that payroll to be able to afford to pay a guy $40, $50 million a season. Uh, listen, Casey, no doubt. I mean, I just, I, I mean, is the reward, the reward worth the risk? I mean, and listen, if you're talking about the Dodgers and the Yankees, look, they're play, they're going to be playing for the World Series anyway. And uh, so I don't know if he's a play, if, he, if he's a part that's definitely needed for those guys to win a World Series. And uh, it's just a really, really big risk for a small reward. No doubt about that. Well, look, brother, we thank you so much for the time. You guys have done a wonderful job this summer, man. And now look, I know that it's a labor of love for you, but still, you're doing a community service, man, helping those boys out. Hey, appreciate you guys keeping up with us. And uh, if y'all need anything, you know, keep us posted. And look, you're doing a good job down the bayou keeping South Lafouche and Central Lafouche, you know, on the map, brother. We yes, appreciate sir. You. Yes, sir. Take care, brother. Thank you, man. As Coach Joe Tuton doing a wonderful, wonderful job. They had an amazing summer, man. What was he saying a second ago? 28 and 1 with the 17 year old team. That's ridiculous, man. I don't care how talented you are in the game of baseball. It's hard to win 28 out of 29 you know, because of all the things he talked about with the older group. Sometimes the ball don't bounce your way, whatever it may be. You go 28-1. and one. That is just ridiculous productivity from that crew. Let's catch a break. First, a shout-out to Susan. Susan just brought me a Sprite in the studio. She heard me kind of clearing the throat over here when I'm having a, having a tough allergy day. So we got something to drink. We'll go and... Get a little Sprite down, and then we'll get Kevin Claymore in the next segment of the show talking some officiating as we got a big shortage in Louisiana. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. The music on the bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agent's back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Wrestling has more than one royal family. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Just Blair here. We go to the phone lines again for one more call-in guest. It's a good friend of ours. Kevin Claymaw is on the line, local official. Mr. Kevin, how are you doing today, sir? Doing fine, Casey. How are you guys doing over there? We're doing just fine. Having a great show. Hope you're off to a great start to your day, man. Look, we were talking on yesterday's show about the importance of trying to fill this doggone officiating shortage, man. Was I'm understanding that the numbers are super low. Some games maybe need to be moved from Friday to Thursday or from Friday to Saturday, wherever it may be. How bad is it? What are some things that you're hearing, man? Because the coaches tell us that uh, you guys are in dire need of some extra bodies right now. And the coaches are right for uh, every single time, and they're actually absolutely right this time. Um, you know, referee and officiating shortages nationwide is a concern, right? Um, and it's no different in South Louisiana. The Thibodeau Association, as it's called, or the South Central Football Association, we usually run around anywhere from 75 to 80 officials uh, each year. Presently, we have 27 signed up. Oh. Um, I'm sure that number is going to increase, but if, if it's a topic of concern for coaches, then it's definitely a topic of concern for everybody in the state, right? Because you look at um, high school football in South Louisiana, it's about as big as it gets for us down here. It's important to the communities. It's important to the players. It's important to uh, just the well-being of student athletes in general. So, when there's a shortage of officials, it, it puts it puts the pressure on everybody, you know? Oh, there's no doubt about that. So 
let's try to figure out some things here, okay? You know, I, I'm a young guy, and I said yesterday, look, there's no way I would go and do what you all do because of the abuse. You know, people screaming at you, whatever it may be. There's no amount of money that could, that's worth the, the things that you guys have to deal with. What are some of the detriments you think that's causing the younger generation to not want to be involved? Is it just that stuff that I'm talking about, or is it other things, or is it just, you know, that people don't know that it's something that they can do? Like, what, what do we got to do to figure this out? Yeah, you're absolutely right um, on one account, right? People don't want to put up with the abuse, but seasoned officials and, and averagely seasoned officials, we know when we take the field, we are going to lose. Um, when two teams take the field, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. When we take the field, we're going to lose. That's a given. Um, I've been doing this for over 35 years. I've never had a perfect game yet. I've always messed up something or, you know, ruled incorrectly every single night. That's just part of our mindset. Unfortunately, the average fan doesn't know that, and, and they think that uh, it's, it's too easy for us to just make a call and walk off the field. Good officials. And for the most part, everybody in our association uh, has a good heart. Um, we, take, we take those things serious, and, and it affects us many, many more hours during the week than it does just walking that three, working that three- or four-hour football game. COVID had a lot to do with us, um, our numbers going down. Statewide, our numbers were actually increasing every year uh, for, the past, for the previous four years before 2020 and COVID hit. COVID actually caught us two ways. It caught us with the older officials who it was probably past their prime anyway, and it was just a good breaking point for them to kind of, you know, put it, put, put their cleats up and, and put it on the back burner. And then it also hit us with, with the younger officials um, not knowing about our association, not having the time and energy to dedicate to the, to the youth of our, of our community. So, you know, now, COVID played a major, major part in that. And you throw in the fact that nowadays everybody is so busy. The, these little things that um, the neighborhood dads would all get together and do, those events don't happen anymore, and officiating is no different. Uh, when we take away those older, experienced uh, officials, you lose much more than a body. You lose the relationships that those officials can give to the younger guys. You lose the mentorship that happens when those officials like and enjoy training and teaching younger people, right? And then you, use the, you lose the fellowship of their group, and it, yep. it dies off, and it, it catches us bad. Um, we are always open for younger officials to join. Um, the, the easiest way for me to tell you how to do that on, on the radio is tell them, go to lhsaaref.com. It's the Louisiana State High School Athletic Association's website. It'll pretty much give you step-by-step instructions of how to get involved, what it takes to get involved, and who to contact when to get involved. And that's, that's the best resource I can give you right there at lhsaaref.com. Very good. So we've been asking coaches at the high school level over the last couple of weeks, you know, hey, would you rather play a Friday night game and maybe be an official or two short? Or would you rather move your game to the Thursday and maybe have the full crew? The answers have varied. Some have said, hey, I like you know the sacredness of the Friday night. Others say, I like having the full crew. So you have officiated both ways. What challenges or disadvantages do you all have whenever the crew's a little bit shorter? What are some things that become more difficult when there are fewer bodies available? The entire game changes. 
and it's it's hard for the average person to see. Uh, but when you've got to remember, we start meeting the first Monday after in July. Okay, so July the fourth was on a Monday uh, this year. We started meeting on the 11th of July, and we trained specifically for seven men crew, seven guys on the field. You have everything you have to look at and diagnose and be aware of. Uh, and then you do a little six-man mechanic training. But when you go down to six men and five men, the game changes. you you out of your element. You have more responsibility. And believe it or not, these high school athletes nowadays, they're way faster than us old guys on the field. <laughs> uh, things happen very, very quick. And, you know, we, we spent two months training ourselves to, uh, excuse me one second. We spent two months training ourselves on how to react with with certain parameters in place. And then all of a sudden, you throw those for a loop. It's, it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, I, I, much, I much rather the Friday night games because I'm, I'm an old school guy. I like when the community rallies around us, the, the, the football team and the, the stands are packed and, you know, more people can come watch the cheerleaders. The band gets to play a little bit longer it's just more intense and a more meaningful experience but i'm gonna tell you you have to you have to uh have some concessions as a school and play games on thursday and saturday that's just how it is nowadays and the schools don't like it any more than we do there there's a there there's something about a friday night atmosphere in south louisiana for football you know that as well as i did no doubt about it. Let's talk a little bit of Thibodeau Recreation real quick. You guys are going to be revving up the biddy and, you know, maybe some flag football, whatever it may be. So for the parents of some youngsters out in that area, what are some things you all got going on in the coming weeks to, you know, keep the locals involved? We, we absolutely have a flag football league. It's a great league. It's run during the week on a Monday through a Thursday. So it leaves people who, who want to do hunting and, and want to do fall activities. It gives their weekends free. Uh, we have a fall softball league that we do. It runs the same time, middle of uh, start of September, runs all the way through October. Naturally, when uh, middle of October gets here, Biddy Basketball does kick off. That's a big, you know, over 500 kids in the Thibodeau area play Biddy Basketball down here. That's huge for us. I do want to say one thing, though, uh, and it, it's, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a bragger, I'm not an egotistical guy, but I will take this opportunity. On an average year, our baseball leagues in, in our Thibodeau Recreation we service about 700 to 750 kids wow. for baseball. It's impressive, right? Last year, after the first year after COVID, we had 811 kids, which was super. It was the most we ever had. With that comes sponsorships and teams and insurance. You know the whole canvas. This year, we knew we would have a little bit of an increase. We had 1,155 Ooh. kids. Increased our capacity for 33%. We had fields inside of fields. It was amazing how well we ran those programs and how much people knew that, okay, look, this is a lot of kids. This is a lot of people. Parking is an issue. Uh, staffing is an issue. Workers are an issue. It, it was a tremendous season. When you can service 1,155 kids, you know, you think about that. That's 2,200 parents. That's 4,400 grandparents. That's a lot of people running in and out of this park every every night um and and we did it we we ran it without a hitch and it was super i'm going to take the time to thank my staff at Thibodeau recreation the mayor and the city council super super activities for our kids beautiful man that's a great job kudos to all man look 
you've been doing this officiating thing for a long time, brother. Now I'm going to give you an opportunity. You're you know, going to be taking a, a shot at trying to officiate a whole doggone city now, man. Tell us about that. Your plans are to run for mayor, man. Tell us about that. Man, this came about about five and a half, six years ago. It was t- tossed around at a at, at, at certain events and, and certain uh, functions, and I, I took it with a grain of salt. I didn't really give it too much credit and too much thinking. And all of a sudden, I guess about three years ago, I sat down with my wife, and we started planning this out. Uh, and two and a half years ago, I got the blessing from my wife and my family because this is not just a Kevin Clemmer, uh expedition here. This is an entire family decision, um, and we took it serious. I've, I've spent the last 12 years working for this city. I've spent the last 58 years of my life living in this city and just breathing and bleeding Thibodeau, and I love the community. I love the culture down here. I, I don't think I would ever leave. I've had the opportunity to, but I just love it. Um, I'm going to stay down here. And now with Tommy retiring and moving on, there, you know, there was a spot for me to explore and try to put my name in the hat. And uh, I've developed a great team. I've developed a great plan. I, I already know uh, pretty much how things are in my mind, what type of philosophies I want to I wanna incorporate into growing the city, all the while keeping our same town, small sense of community and keeping that typical South Louisiana culture, which I think is unique to the world, you know. I heard somebody say the other day, uh, we've got it going on in Thibodeau right now, and the world is kind of catching up to us. I love that. I love that comment. I, I used it two or three times, and it's true. Um, one, of the, one of the downfalls of Ida was Lower Lafouche Parish and Lower Terrebonne Parish taking some serious hits, right? One of the positives with Ida comes from neighborhood cities like Thibodeau and, and in the northern part of Homa, they're just going to blow up. They're just going to expand over the next two or three years, and it's a critical time for our city. Uh, I think it's a critical time for the people and the community of our city, and, and I think I can do a good job, and I'm willing to put my, put my neck on the line and, and give it the good cardinal try. No doubt about it, brother. So let's talk about that. You know, what are some of your plans? Should you be elected? What would be some things that you would hope to see, you know, in that, the, the first year or so of your term? Well, obviously, we want to keep the community safe. Uh, crime and, and is always going to be an issue. Uh, you want to provide public service and you because that includes water, gas, sewage. We all know how important picking up garbage is. You think it's a, a an everyday occurrence and, it, and you take for granted until you see that pile of garbage in front of your house for more than two weeks or yep. uh, for longer with Ida, right? That, that plays a major uh, role in that. You, you have to keep those uh, infrastructure straight. Um, I do want to develop our bayou side. I think our bayou is a tremendous asset to Thibodeau. Uh, I want to put um, kind of like a boardwalk down there. I want to make a little pavilion where we can have uh, like maybe a quarterly concert, downtown Thibodeau concerts like we do. Uh, we've done parts and pieces of that. I think it's time to incorporate all of that into the city. Um, and then you have in, you have city infrastructure and um, and capital projects. You know, bridges need to be repaired and roads need to be replaced, and drainage is always going to be an issue. Uh, I want to do that. I want to continue to develop the uh, the work and communication with Nichols and Jay Clune. Um, I think that's a great asset to the city. I think it's the heartbeat of the city, to be honest with you. Nichols State University is. Been, it certainly has been a catalyst in my life. Me and my wife have graduated there. All four of my children have graduated there. I take that for granted. And then you throw in 
Thibodeau Regional uh, Medical Center or Health Systems, as it's known now. You have to you have to have that communication and that partnership. Um, and then, as always, Archie. I mean, I, I spoke with Archie this morning. He's always um, a proponent of working in tandem with the city of Thibodeau and other cities and the whole entire Lafourche Parish. So, you know, I have I have specific plans and goals that I want to achieve. They're very achievable, and and with my determination and my team that I've assembled, uh, I think we're going to be able to get it done. Very good. Look. Mr. Kevin, one of the things that, you know, and I, I live in Cutoff, I've lived in Cutoff my entire life, and it's it's shocking to me, and it almost upsets me, right, is that there are some times where I'm driving through Thibodeau, something is out there, and I don't even realize that it's been there. Like, I feel like there are so many little hidden gems that, that people in the surrounding area are not aware are present in the city. You guys have so much going on out there, man. Yeah, yeah, we do, and it's a, it's a testament to the city council. It's a testament to the mayor. And it's a testament to the citizens of Thibodeau for believing in the product that we can put out and just adding value and, uh, and adding uh, time and, and um, resources to get things done for our community. You know, when, when we think about recreation, we think about the youth, right? But we do so much more. We, we have over 35 programs, and it touches every aspect of our society. It touches the youth. It touches the senior citizens. It touches the middle age. It touches the special needs. I mean, we've got a chalk art contest out here next Wednesday. It's free of charge, and we're, we're probably going to have 50 or 60 kids from 5 years old to 18 drawn on our chalk. Those type of quality of life things just add so much to community, and when people get involved in that and see those type of things that we have going on, it just it, it expands exponentially. No doubt. Before we let you go, sir, if anybody wants to read more about your campaign or your ideas, where could they find you? Do you have like a website or Facebook or anything? Where could they find you? I, I do have a website. It's called KevinClemoffAMayor.com. Uh, you can get on there, and you can read all about my action plans and, and, and some of the things we've done. You could also hit me up on Facebook. I have this, It's the same webpage, Kevin Clemoff, a Mayor. Uh, it'll show you a little bit about all my core values, and, and then it gives you a little history about me and my family and my upbringing and some of my philosophies in life. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm 58 years old this Sunday. I've been a member of St. Joseph's Church for 58 years. I, uh, like I said, I love this community. I love the city of Thibodeau, and I just, I just want to make it better for everybody involved. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time, sir. We'll chat again soon, okay? Thank you, Casey. Love you, buddy. Be good. Yep, that is Coach uh, Claymont doing a wonderful job. I call him Coach Claymont. It's Kevin Claymont. Co- Coach Claymont from the Biddy side of things, and we certainly love him, too. He's a good guy, certainly. Uh, and for the right reasons, right? Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go over the headlines. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. Shrimp boats is a common. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Valerio Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft couplings, single V struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this, Solario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder. Now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut. A huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Solario Brothers before the season. That's Solario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at alariobros.com. Shrimp boats is a common, their sails are inside. 
Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. 2022 is the summer of Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag. Pick up a copy of Tiger Rag Magazine and take LSU sports with you wherever your travels take you. I love this time of year. By the pool, at the beach, or wheels up to your favorite vacation getaway. It's the summer of Tiger Rag Magazine. This summer, best thing ever. Tiger Rag Magazine. On newsstands and connecting with you at TigerRag.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We've got about another 20 minutes to spend with you all today. We thank our three coaching guests for their time throughout the show, Brody Williams, Joe Tuton, and uh, Coach Kevin Claymaw. Um, we have had a great run of coaching guests here in the last couple of shows. We thank them all so much for their time. We also, earlier in the show, if you missed it, crowned our South Terrebonne High School Mount Rushmore. Troy Johnson, Philip Livas, Clarence Verdanf, Richard Curlin. If you want to catch us in the archives a little later today, you could hear our thoughts and our comments on all of those folks. Now we go through the sports headlines a little bit, and then we'll get to our betting picks at the bottom of the show. But we start with a big, big, big piece of news um, out of Tampa. Uh, the Buccaneers, who are widely regarded as the big favorites in the NFC South, they got Brady and all the weapons and Fournette and everything of the sort. They apparently lost their center, Ryan Jensen, today, who was carted off in training camp with an apparent knee injury. Um, <laughs> You get your starting center, and especially a starting center as good as Ryan Jensen is, who's being carted off in camp. 
That's a big, big red flag for Tampa. Big red flag for Tampa. And then it's even doubly so a red flag for Tampa, assuming this is a serious injury. I mean, if he's back in a day or two, it's no big deal. But if it is a serious injury, especially so with Tampa, because where's the one place that Tom Brady doesn't like the rush? In his face. He, if it comes from the outside, he could kind of step up a little bit. He could kind of maneuver. If it's in his face, he can't move and he's going down. Because he ain't moving side to side. He can move north to south slightly to get out of the rush that's coming from the edge. If the rush is in his face, he is done. And if Jensen is out for a prolonged period of time, that is a huge Huge blow to Tampa Bay. So we'll see what the diagnosis is there, but that's a potentially league-shaking injury there because I don't know if Tampa Bay could win the Super Bowl without Ryan Jensen, who's a Pro Bowl caliber center, given the makeup of their roster. The MLB trade deadline. The winds are beginning to blow. There are a lot of teams that are rumored to be making moves. There are some buyers and there are some sellers that have been identified The New York Yankees acquire all-star outfielder Andrew Benatendi from the Kansas City Royals for three three minor league prospects, rather. Andrew Benatendi is not a big home run guy, but he is a big on-base guy, batting 320 on the season, three big flies, 39 RBI, has a really, really solid on-base percentage up near the 400s, uh, actually 387 on the year. Benatendi once was a home run guy. He had a 20-home run season out in Boston. 17 home run season last year for Kansas City, but the home run swing kind of faded away this year, but he's been more of an on-base guy. Um, So Ben Attendee goes off to New York to help a Yankees team that though they've been excellent this year, they haven't been excellent lately, and they needed a little bit of a shot in the arm because they haven't been excellent lately. I think this is a good trade. Uh, The Yankees are 4-6 and in their last 10, by the way. I think this is a good trade for New York. By all accounts, the prospects that they gave up weren't like earth-shattering prospects. It's probably a rental. Ben Attendee's a free agent at the end of the season. Do they bring him back? Maybe, maybe not. Um, But it's a good move. It certainly makes their team better. It gets a little bit of depth. He's a versatile player. Could play a bunch of different places. (laughs) I'm just curious to see what happens the rest of the trade deadline because there are so many prospects who are rumored to be um, available. Luis Castillo. Uh, pitched yesterday for the Reds. And the the ESPN.com story says, hey, likely his final start for the Reds. He struck out eight guys, got a win in uh, the in the game against the Miami Marlins. He's a top trade piece. He's rumored to be going to the Dodgers and all these other teams on the trade market. He's out there. Uh, Frankie Montes from the A's is out there. There are a lot of different pieces and a lot of different guys who are out there. Um Curious to see where they all shake. And then, of course, you hear the, the Juan Soto trimmers. And Coach Joe Tuton said he doesn't think he's going to get moved. I'm beginning to think the same. I don't know that a trade's going to be able to get made before the deadline. We'll see how that all goes. But that was a big piece of news there. On a more depressing note with Major League Baseball, Mike Trout was diagnosed yesterday with a, quote, pretty rare back condition that he may have to deal with for the rest of his career. Now, Trout has come out since that ESPN.com story and said that the whole thing is overblown 
And Coach and Coach Trout, listen to me. Mike Trout said, and I quote, I think that the doctors meant I just have to stay on top of the routine I do on a daily basis to keep it from coming back in regards to the comments that he'd be dealing with this for the rest of his career. Then he added, I'm appreciative of all the prayer requests, but my career is not over. Trout also said he plans to come back later this season. He's not out for the season. It would sure be a bummer if Mike Trout would be limited for the rest of his career because what an unbelievable talent. He is 30 years old right now, and over the course of his career, he already has almost 1,500 hits. He's five shy of 1,500, 334 home runs, a career batting average of 303, a career OPS of 1, 1.0, which is absolutely ridiculously good. Uh, Trout's a Hall of Famer, man, and it's a shame that the Angels have not been able to build a product around him conducive to winning, and we certainly hope that he's able to come back because if not, the Angels have almost like upwards of uh, three-quarters of a billion, with a B, dollars invested in Trout and Rendon, and that'd be two dented cans. Rendon was a complete waste of a signing. Since getting to Los Angeles, he's been hurt the entire time he's been there. And we don't want to see the same thing happen to Mike Trout, who's just an unbelievable player. And it's such a joy to watch. He's so good at every phase of the game. He's so explosive and everything of the sort. So we'll see how that all shakes out in the near future. But we hope he could get back and play to the level that he's accustomed to playing. Ah, let's see. Oh, man. We'll, we'll talk about Brittany Griner, right? Because that's what everybody's talking about. We have already expressed our thoughts on this. The United States has reportedly offered a um, prison exchange deal for Griner and a former United States soldier to be exchanged and returned to the United States in turn for Victor Bout, who is a trading, um, assuming a convicted Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, right? And I'm not going to talk politics. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to very briefly say my piece, then we'll move on. I don't know how I feel about us securing these two people in exchange for someone who could potentially make the world more dangerous. The Griner situation sucks. And if I were she and I were, you know, part of her family, I would think that it sucks. But is it really worth making the world not a better place? Is it really worth freeing like a terrorist, an arms dealer? At some point, we've got to Got to maybe think this thing through a little bit and, and understand that the social media mob that is hollering and screaming is the overwhelming minority and that most people are not altogether enthralled by this situation and everything and the way that it's shaken out. On the PGA Tour, the Rocket Mortgage Classic is out in Detroit. Our guy Tony Finau, who won last week, is in first place. He's eight under par and a tie for first place with Taylor Pendrith who they both have completed their round at 64. A couple of the other guys on the board, Michael Thompson, Webb Simpson, they're six under at five under. Sam Ryder, Siwoo Kim is also five under. Zach Johnson, five under. So a lot of names out there in Detroit, and we'll see how that one shakes itself out. On the MLB scoreboard, we'll get you that, and then we'll catch a break. The MLB scoreboard right now, we've got the Marlins defeating the Reds, two to one in the bottom three. You got the Orioles defeating the Rays, one to nothing in the middle of the fourth. Those games are ongoing, and then tonight we've got all the nighttime slate. One more headline, then we'll catch a break. Big Ben Roethlisberger 
has been drawing some ear. <laughs> he, in recent days, uh, let's see what he said. I'll, I'll ch- tell you the exact quote. Roethlisberger said that uh, the dynamic in the Steelers locker room later on in his career shifted from a team-first approach to a me-type attitude toward the end of his career. Roethlisberger walked back those comments today on a radio appearance and said, I probably should have been more detailed, more specific. It's not a majority of the guys who are that way. It's just some of the guys who are that way. Steelers have some issues, man. The Steelers are doing something that is so unlike everyone else in the NFL right now. And what I'm about to say has nothing to do with Roethlisberger's comments. It's a very sharp transition to another topic. But if you look at the salary cap each team has and how they're spending their money, most teams it's like ah, 62% of the money is being spent on offense because it's kind of heavily skewed because the quarterback's the highest paid player on the team. And then like 38% is spent on defense with maybe one or two high-priced players, maybe a rush in, maybe a cornerback, maybe a safety, whatever it may be, however that works. The Steelers have by far the most money of any NFL team invested in defense. And they are, conversely, dead last in the money that they have spent on their offense. Let me read you right now the projected starting 11 for the Steelers offense. And most people here are going to have only heard of like a few of these guys. And most people here are going to only hold maybe one or two of these guys in high regard. You're starting Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, who's awful. You're starting Najee Harris at running back. All right, he could go. Deontay Thomas at receiver, Chase Claypool at receiver, George Pickens at receiver. Tight end Pat Fryersmuth, or uh, yeah, Fryersmuth, then fullback Derek Watt. Offensive line Dan Moore Jr., Kevin Dodson, Mason Cole, James Daniels, and Okafor at right tackle. Outside of Najee Harris and maybe Deontay Johnson, who out of that list does anybody else want? And look, on defense, they got some star power now, right? You got TJ Watt, you got Cameron Hayward, you know, Miles Jack, and Mike Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, you got some dudes on defense. But if you can't score at all, what good does it do to have the elite defense? Because at some point, the best offenses in the NFL are going to at least score 17, 20 points on the best defense. They're going to score a little bit. And if conversely, on the flip side to that, you can't score at all to get to the 20 that you need, you're in trouble. Trubisky and Johnson and Claypool with a, with a subpar offensive line ain't going anywhere. So the Steelers are trying this out. This is against the grain. No one else in the NFL is doing this. It may work. Like when the remember a couple years ago, the Cowboys, while everybody was throwing the ball, the Cowboys said, Hey, I'm going to build a big, strong offensive line and we're going to run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott all game. We're going to cheese great teams. They had one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. They converted like 55% of their third downs. They were great. That was Prescott's rookie year. Remember that? That was against the grain. That was something that everybody around the league said, Hey, that's never going to work. And it did. Maybe the Steelers win a bunch of games 12 to 7. And they've built the great defense that you don't need the the proficient offense to win with. I just don't see that working in today's NFL. But it's an interesting case study, and we'll see how it goes. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks, and then we'll get out of here on the Thursday show. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. 
the 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing, one thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at TigerRag.com always on the run and short on cash with a state bank and trust company debit card you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details state bank and trust company cajun banking served just the way you like it member fdic Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. One more segment to go here on play-by-play. It's going to be a short one. We're up against the back end of our show here. Um, Let's thank our sponsors before we get out of here. The Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs. Biz Power is our middle name. Different building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We thank them all for the support. We thank our three call-in guests today. That would be Coach Brody Williams, Coach Joe Tutom, and Mr. Kevin Claymont. Now let's get you three what we think are going to be some winners out in Vegas. I like the Dodgers today to win and cover the run line against the Rockies out in Coors Field. Tyler Anderson is throwing for Los Angeles. He's all right. He's 10-1 with a 2.79 ERA. Pitching in Coors is going to be a chore. I just don't believe in Jose Urania. 
He's throwing for Colorado. He's got a 3.13 ERA, but the whip is 1.42. So, like, he's been stranding a lot of base runners and, like, facing the Dodgers in cords. It just feels like a volcano that's going to explode. Somebody's going to eventually hit Urania hard, and I think it's going to be tonight. I think the Dodgers are going to put it on him pretty good. Give me Los Angeles to win that one decisively after they beat the Nationals easily yesterday. I like, let's see. Um, it's always so difficult to narrow it down. Yeah, let's do this one. I like today. Uh, I'm going to go with the Yankees. The Yankees haven't been playing well. They're facing the Royals today at home. Kind of awkward, right? Ben Attendee would be facing his old opponent or his old team as an opponent. I like the Yankees to win and cover the run line, minus a run and a half. They faced the Royals in Kansas City earlier this season, blew them out all three games, 12 to 2, 3 to nothing, 6 to 4. So they covered the run line in all three of those games. Um, I think they'll do it again today. They got Jamison Tyon throwing 10 and 2 on the, re- on the season. He's got a 1.17 whip, so he keeps runners off of base. Uh, and I think that he's going to get the win over Brady Singer, who's been good, but I just don't know that the Royals will be able to score with, especially with Benatendi out of the lineup. I think the Yankees will be able to take advantage of that. Look at the home run discrepancy between these teams. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. This is such a crazy stat about how much the game has changed. The Royals as a team have a 247 average. The Yankees as a team have a 246 average. The Royals as a team have 818 hits. The Yankees as a team have 818 hits. The Yankees have 168 home runs. The Royals only have 79. And as a result, the Yankees have scored 150 more runs than the Royals this season. This goes to show how much batting average and you know on-base percentage, all that has changed. If you hit it out of the park, you got a good offense. If you don't, you don't. The Yankees and the Royals have exactly the same offensive metrics, except the Yankees hit it out of the park, the Royals don't. The Yankees score, the Royals don't. It's crazy. That, that's a phenomenal stat. I think the Yankees will get the win today over Kansas City. The last one on the list that we'll choose is, let's see, I'm going to take, uh, yeah, let's take this one. I like the Astros to beat the Mariners today. Uh, Jose, or Jose, let's see. Oh, I read it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. the, the Mariners are, are throwing Logan Gilbert. I'm sorry. I, I had that wrong. Logan Gilbert's throwing for Seattle. He's been excellent this season. Um, I think the Astros are going to hit him. They've seen him enough times this season. Houston is a minus 140 money line favorite at home. And I think the Astros, who are 30 and 4 at home, are going to take care of business. Um, the Astros have a better team. Seattle's been playing well lately. The Astros have a better team. I'd think that they defend their home field. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Our usual Friday guests will be lined up, and we're going to have a great show. This is Casey Jiskler signing off. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Have, be productive at work, all that good stuff. Stay safe getting home if you live outside of the area. We'll be back tomorrow with wrapping up this wonderful week. God bless everybody. Take care. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.